Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. This is the Dream Huge Podcast, show number five. You don't have to be like everybody else. Just find what you're willing and able to do and do it a lot. Yo, what's up, everybody? Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and Pete Peterson here. Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast. Today, we had uh, Dennis Reed from Fairway Mortgage on the show and learned a little about what he does. Mortgage banker here locally in Mansfield, Ohio, a Richland County area. And uh, we learned a lot about Dennis and what keeps him going. Yeah, three offices now, actually. Yeah, he's uh, down there in the, the South Beach area, maybe just maybe just Florida. Yep. I don't know about Miami. Somewhere in Florida as well. Um, no, Dennis was great. Uh, and again, with all the guests we have on, of course, we're going to talk about their, their particular um, career path, um, but we're also looking to help inspire others because um, that's what the Dream Huge podcast is all about, sharing stories to help. Uh, sharing others' success stories to help inspire you um, and help to motivate you and hopefully can pick up a few things from his story. I picked up, definitely picked up a few things from Dennis, no doubt. What, what stuck out to you, Mark? I think what stuck out to me was his, um, his drive. I mean, he got put on the wall. Like, his back was against the wall, and he had to do it. He had to succeed. But what stuck out was what he did when his back was up against the wall. Yeah. And how he how, pushed through that. Right. How he did it and what he did. And 18 years later in the business, I would say he's a definite success, you know, with a team, amazing team, three offices, and continuing to have growth in mind. Um, but yeah, you guys will love the story about what happens to him around Christmas time over about 18 years ago, his newborn baby on his lap. And oh man, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but he, you, he really buckled down and uh he uh, lives a dream huge motto yeah he was working hard he's been working hard when the time came to it he never gave up and he was dreaming huge the whole way um he chose a career that rewarded hard work uh you know a career that not everybody could take to because it takes a self-motivated type um there's no doubt uh so no i thought overall great interview it was great information that he shared um i think dennis He's a self-proclaimed introvert, yeah. so I think maybe uh, we pushed him out of his comfort zone a little bit today. Maybe just a little. Uh, but I think he did really awesome. Well, he'll tell you, you know, I'm, I don't do great in big crowds, but one-on-one, I'm a, the ace. I can get on the phone and talk to people all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's funny, when we bring folks in here, too, I think we're going to see that. We, we kind of have to break the ice with them because they don't do this every week like we do. Yeah. Um, and uh, for us, we're in here having fun, goofing off, and sometimes we, we need to, they, they loosen up after a bit. Yeah, we'll have a good variety. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does get into it to where he drops some real knowledge. So you have to listen all the way to the end so you can really pick that up. Um, folks, also, don't forget to, sub- to subscribe and uh, give us five-star ratings on these podcasts if you're enjoying them. Help spread the word. Um, we're on Apple iTunes podcast. We're on Spotify, iHeart, iHeart, 
our, our very own website on Podbean, which you can connect through dreamhuge.com. If all those others, if maybe you don't have uh, uh, music or, or a podcast app, you can literally just go straight to dreamhuge.com and click on podcast at the top of the screen, and you can listen through there as well. And I would say uh, we got new shows every Monday. So if you're liking and subscribing, every Monday we're going to have a new episode. Yeah, we've literally got guests booked out months in advance already. Yeah. So we're super excited for that. We can squeeze another guest throughout the week. We've been trying to record every Monday, but we've got, we've got schedule, we've booked scheduled out months in advance. And I'm also working on a few other big names that are going to be huge. Um, can't wait to get these folks on here and share their success stories. Um, so, oh, and if there's anybody out there that wants to come on the podcast, please message us. We'd love to have you on. Like I said, we're, we all have very busy schedules, but we will carve out time during the week for you. Um, all it takes is 30 to 45 minutes, and we sit back here, down here at Dream Huge Realty headquarters right here on North Main in Mansfield, and we just uh, have some fun around the microphone. That's right. If there's anything you guys want to hear from us or subjects that you want us to talk about, let us know. We want to hear some feedback. Yeah, send us a message. Just comment on a post, something. You know, these will be up on the Facebook page. Uh, so just send us uh, some messages. Let us know. Feedback. So without further ado, let's get into it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dream Huge podcast hosted by Mark Gray, Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. Today we have a special guest. Mr. Dennis Reed with Fairway Mortgage. How you doing, Dennis? Doing great. Appreciate you having me. Hey, man. Thanks for coming and carving time out of your busy schedule for us. And we're here to help folks, um, you know, dream huge, right? We're here to help folks in today's case with their real estate and mortgage needs and questions. And also dig into the mind of uh, the entrepreneur that is Mr. Dennis Reed. Ain't that right, boys? That's right. I've worked with Dennis many times and enjoyed every time. So, yeah, you talk about an excellent team over there at Fairway Mortgage. They're right there, um, right across from Panera Bread at their new location. Have you been there a year yet? It'll be a year come June. June. Okay, very good. Um, Lexington was, Avenue, Panera Bread, right there. That was one of our listings, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, our friend Dean is, yep. uh, owns the building there. Um, so if Dean's listening, shout out to LDJ. We got to get Dean on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That'll be a top episode. Yeah. We have to carve out some extra time. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Dennis, um, for joining us again. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, I am a mortgage banker, so that's probably one good spot to start eventually here. But, uh, I've, I'm married, got uh, two great kids, great wife, um, go to Lexington schools, but uh, been in the mortgage business now for, I believe it's 18 years, so been doing it quite a number of years. Um, but, uh, you know, I said mortgage banker, the big difference, everybody's always asking. You know, you got your traditional banks, you've got your mortgage bankers, and then you got your mortgage brokers. Mm -hmm. uh, the big difference, you know, banks take deposits, checking accounts, savings accounts. Um, mortgage uh, brokers, they take the application, and then they try and find a lender to send it to. Yeah. And then whoever they send it to is actually doing the underwriting and the funding, all of that. The mortgage banker, which is what we are, we do everything from start to finish. Really, the big difference is we just don't take deposits. No checking, no savings account. But as far as the mortgage goes from start to finish, it is all us. So, 
Now, is there a difference between a mortgage lender or is that just another word? No, mortgage lender can be really any of the three. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So mortgage banker is the correct title, just so I know what I'm talking about here. Exactly. Okay. Yes. It's our money. It's our underwriters. It's our funders. Everything is us from start to finish. How'd you get into the mortgage business? Well, years ago, I was in uh, technology sales and uh, wound up in sales management for a while. And then uh, there was a corporate merger and I was the least tenured sales manager and I got corporately downsized. Yep. And, uh, you know, at that point, my wife, we'd had our first, first child. My wife had just resigned from her teaching position and it's Christmas time and we wind up with no jobs and a two month old. So oh, what, wow. what better job, what better time to Merry jump into Christmas. a Christmas? Yeah. What better time to jump into a commission-only job, right? When there's no money coming in, so instant motivation. <laughs> yeah, right. your back is against the wall, right? So started with a uh, very small broker actually over in Westerville. Um, great, great place, great people. Um, but uh, as the the market started to change, you know, this was in the subprime days. Um, and we didn't have FHA because at that point, FHA wasn't really needed. Mm-hmm. Well, those subprime lenders started going away um, and, you know, had to have FHA. But the, the good part was when I got the company I joined, it, they functioned like a mortgage banker. And, and from day one, all I did was try to network with realtors and just focused on the purchase business. So I didn't get caught up with a lot of that subprime lending and the refinances or anything. I was always a, a purchase guy. So yeah, and you had mentioned purchases, uh, and you had mentioned you are that Fairway Mortgage and, and your company is number one in purchases in the nation. Last year, yeah, I think the year before that they were number two. Crazy. So, what percentage two. was that? You. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, you got to yeah. piggyback on that marketing. Yeah. Now I know I finished. See if you, if you were like Justin, you'd have billboards all around town. You know, number one in the nation. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I, I always yeah. have to stop and give credit. I've got a team that works with me. Yeah. I couldn't do the volume I do without them. Mm-hmm. We've got a tremendous system that we follow that allows our pre approvals to be solid, that allows our closings to happen in a timely manner. But I mean, we, we helped a couple hundred families last year. So we awesome. See. Tell us about your team, Dennis. Um, got a girl named Lori, got a girl named April, and a girl named Jennifer. And uh, they've been with me. I think Jen's going on three, four years. Lori, like five, six years. April's on year eight or nine. Wow. So Jen, um, Lori, and April making things happen. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, the, the beauty of it is if somebody needs something right now, you know, I'm sitting here with you guys. Right. Everything keeps moving. Yeah. Yep. You, you know, Justin, you've worked with us before. If you mm-hmm. need something, you usually email them. If I don't email back, one of the, one of the team members does. I've seen yeah. it happen many times. You yep. get your answer right away. Because we know, and that's one of the things the owner of Fairway preaches all the time, is speed to react. Yes. Um, you know, because, you know, you need your answer quick so you can get your, your transaction moving or underway, get, a, get the contract, whatever it is. So Yeah, that's the world we live in. Yeah. If you don't answer it in two seconds, next. Yeah. Right. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, speed yeah, to react. But the, the team, I mean, the, the, the nice part is they care. I mean, they've been there a long time. You know, they, good. they, you know, they all are get some commission as well. So everybody's motivated to, to get these things done. Oh yeah, love that. I love that commission based model too, because that just creates a better customer service yeah. for everyone. I, I yep. feel. Yeah. Um, they've got skin in the game. They're gonna just do their very best. Right. So 
more skin in the game, more commissions, more drive. Yes, more drive. And the more drive, the more people you're going to help and serve. And that's what it's ultimately all about. Our, our businesses are very similar in that. Mm-hmm. It's just straightforward. The more folks we help and serve, the better we do. Yeah. So yep. that's, that's, that's where it's, you know, you got to put the client first. Um, yep. And if you consistently do that, you will reap the rewards. Yeah. Put the client first and answer your phone. Yes. Answer the phone <laughs> for sure. <laughs> all right. Let's go all the way back, Dennis. Where were you born? I was born in Fredericktown, Ohio. Yeah, I grew up in Fredericktown until I think I moved to Columbus a couple of days after I graduated and uh, wound up graduating from Ohio State. Buckeyes. So I am a Buckeye. My O-H. wife is a Buckeye. I oh, yes. <laughs> Very good. And uh, stayed in the greater Columbus area for quite a while. So you met your wife at, in Columbus? It's funny. We were both living in Columbus, but she grew up in Lexington. I grew up in Fredericktown, but we didn't know each other until we were in Columbus. Is so, that right? Yeah. Nice. And, Small world. Yeah. yeah. But uh, stayed there until um, we actually bought the house she grew up in. From wow. her, bought it from her parents, and uh, that's how we wind up back here. Nice. Yeah. How do you hope to inspire others with your story? I think what I love about our industry is anybody that has some drive can succeed. Yeah. Um, if you're willing to learn and you're willing to put in the time and the energy, there's, there's unlimited potential. Um, whether it's yeah. on the mortgage side, whether it's on the real estate side, um, you know, and that's what I really like about it. And it's different all the time. Right. And that, so somebody that's looking for a challenge and is highly motivated, I'd love to talk to them. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about real estate, too. It's because the more drive you have, the more compassion, like, the farther you're going to go. Yeah. It's truly living the American dream, these, these types of careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you have to have that self-motivation, though. You know, and if you don't, that's fine too. There's many other careers out there, um, but if you, you are left the self- in the dust, yeah. If you are the self-motivated type, then yeah, what a great, what a great uh, career. Um, how did dreaming huge help you obtain your goals? I've always been a goal setter, <clears throat> and uh, you know, I, I grew up great parents, but you know, they always worked the the nine to five. Um, and for some reason, I just always, always wanted to kind of determine my income more. Um, I was, but I had uh, a, a big hang-up or drawback, if you will, because I was born a natural introvert. Um, I, I don't have that real outgoing personality, but, but I decided right into sales. Well, <laughs> full commission. Yeah, I mean, grow, growing <laughs> up, if you'd have been at one of my family get-togethers and t- there was a vote taken, I would have gotten voted least likely to go into sales. Wow. But I decided it's what I wanted to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, when I got into mortgages, everybody said, well, you got to go to these functions. You got to go to these mixers. And, yeah. And, and I would go in and I'd leave and I'd be like, I didn't accomplish a single thing. Mm-hmm. But I knew it's what I wanted to do. So, and it's one of those things. If, if you know it's what you want to do, you're not good at certain things. We'll find other avenues. So one thing I was willing to do was pick up a phone and just call a realtor and say, hey, you want to grab coffee? Hey, you want to grab a lunch? Um, you know, I'm having no problem sitting talking, even, you know, three, four people. That's fine. Yeah. But the big mixers, that's just, it's not my personality. So, and I think that's also what I, you know, I love talking to new LOs, um, new realtors, 
Like, you know, you don't have to be like everybody else. Just find what you're willing and able to do and do it a lot. You know, I mean, there were times getting started in the business, I would make somewhere between 20 and 50 calls some days just trying to introduce myself. And, uh, you know, I still do. I mean, this point in the year, if you look at my calendar right now, I, the last few weeks, all I did was get on the phone, started calling realtors, asking for lunch and coffee. And I'm 18 years in, but I mean, that's what drives the business. Yep. Great. It's great. It really is that easy. I don't want to try and simplify it, but you have to make the calls. They don't call you. Yeah. You know, there's this great, it was like a meme I saw online. It was like, your phone, you need to pretend like your phone, like there's $100 bills flying out of it constantly. <laughs> Because that's what essentially it is. Right. It, it, this here is a moneymaker, but only if you use it with consistent and persistent use. <laughs> um, otherwise, it's useless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's huge. And maybe the, the fact that you're not a big extrovert could also maybe help you. Because how many guys do we know in sales who do too much of this? Yeah, and it's not getting them anywhere. Yep, and they'd be further ahead if they were actually making focused calls, you know, or had a focused schedule than just getting drunk at the local mixer <laughs> and talking to everybody, the same four people over and over again. Yeah, using their <laughs> mouth and not their ears. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I learned when I first started. You know, I'm a little bit like Dennis, you know, introverted and extroverted. You know, I want to be have my own me time too. But I, when I first learned was, you know, you don't want to be that used car salesman who pretty much anyone in sales, that's all the people think. We're all just car salesmen. And we talk too much. They end up talking too much. And you realize, just don't talk so much. Listen to what they're saying, then respond. Yeah. I catch myself feeling like I'm talking too much, but I just got a lot of information. Well, that's exactly <laughs> why the good Lord gave us two ears and one mouth. That's right. right. Yeah, so we can listen twice as much as we talk. All right. Um, there's this one guy that was on the Bigger Pockets podcast. It reminds me of this story. Um, he's like 60 now, but how he got started was knocking on doors. He's a multimillionaire now. He's in his 60s and he's still knocking on doors. Oh, yeah. 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 So you just fall in love. It ain't work. Yep. Essentially, it's the same thing. He's making his phone calls. Never yeah. give up. Never give up. Uh, Dennis, what advice would you give to someone that would like to follow in uh, your career footsteps? Just find a good mentor. Um, someone that, I mean, when I got into it, when, when I was introduced to the business, my best friend is an appraiser down in Columbus. And when he was trying to talk me into the mortgage business, uh, I finally said, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, you know all the, the lenders in town. Who's doing it right? Who's moral? Who's ethical? You know, find someone that fits you and will teach you the business and teach you how to grow the business. And it'll work out. I mean, you just got to be, you know, but find someone that's, that works hard also that uh, is doing it the right way. Um, and, and you'll succeed. I mean, it's, you, it's hard to make or to create everything on your own. So find someone that you think is doing it right and essentially just copy what they're doing. Love yeah, yeah, just being surrounded by uh, influential people, you know. You want to be surrounded by people that are better than you. Yeah. So that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's no shame in copying in the real world. I always preach this too, right? In school, they don't let you copy. They, they frown on it. But in the real life, 
if you find a successful model, copy it to a T. And like you said, find that mentor, copy it to a T, and there's more than enough business in this world to go around for everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's the greatest compliment, right? I yep. mean, if I just start doing everything you do, what a, what a huge compliment. Yes. And I would say, you know, in school, let me tell you to copy. The one thing you can't copy in school is who you are. And when you, all it is is a system, you're just copying the system. Yeah. The difference is you. You are the difference. So it's not totally copying because I'm not the same person as Good that point. guy. Yep. I can do the same thing that other people do, but the difference is me and how I present things. Mm-hmm. It's just a system. Yep. And the beauty of systems is systems never have a bad day, right? That's right. As long as you follow, the yeah. only thing that's bad is pretty much us. The operator. <laughs> right. That's right. Use your air. So, uh, Dennis, what's an interesting fact or story most folks may not know about you? That's kind of a tough one. We stumped him. <laughs> just just We've been trying to stump you all day. You know, something random, something you just, you don't, maybe, just don't tell people that often. Childhood, achievements. Like for me, people don't know that I don't drink. Mm-hmm. You invite me out all the time. Hey, come over, have a beer. I'm like, uh Fun facts. Maybe. <laughs> we just talked about copying other people. I, I also don't drink. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's two of us in the world, If I would have known that, I would have got a six-pack of Odul's <laughs> non-alcoholic, Mark. We could have pretended at least. Right. <laughs> that would have been fun. Well, the, Rogan uh, has like a whiskey bar, and they're smoking oh, cigars, yeah. and we're doing whatever. Who knows? So I thought I've threatened about doing that too. Right on a little, the podcast. Little bourbon set up right here, but we could just have the the new big thing is the dry bar thing. What's that? Uh, where it's just like a bar, but there's it's just water and no alcohol. Makes sense. You you wake up the next day feeling completely hydrated, ready to go. <laughs> I like the idea. Yeah, and it's a more of a millennial generational thing. Yeah, it's a kind of a new thing. So they're just partying with water. They just drink lots what, of water. Yeah, well, they're just having a good time and basically not getting themselves in trouble. Well, if they're not selling alcohol, though, they must have a lot of drugs. Oh, well, it's, I don't know. <laughs> no. It's a dry they're bar. substituting oh. it somehow. <laughs> you don't need that stuff to get, you can have make fun yourself happy, al- folks. Oh, without alcohol. Um, what are your plans for the future, Dennis? Mortgages. Um, <laughs> the one that's consuming right now is a daughter trying to finalize on a college yeah so she gonna be a buckeye no she's uh looking at a small christian school over in indiana is where she's leaning at the moment um but uh you know that that whole motivation thing we're talking about if you've seen uh college tuition i'll probably be making more phone calls (laughs) in the near future (laughs) called me like 10 times today (laughs) yeah everybody's gonna be like dennis daughter found a college (laughs) he won't stop calling (laughs) Amen. Mm. I love that. So now we just talked about your future. You know, about long term, what type of legacy do you hope to leave? That's funny. I, uh, you know, for years it was just me and my, my team. Um, but when we made the move to Fairway, um, I made it with another loan officer out of Mount Vernon and we became true partners, and mm-hmm. uh, we opened a branch. That's what Fairway is all about, is build it your way. As long as it's compliant, they're there to support you. So we've got Mansfield, Mount Vernon, and he actually moved with his family to Florida. So okay. we have an office now in Florida as well. Nice. Um, and nice. with that has, be, has come the, the recruiting aspect. 
which is something I never focused on in the past or thought about because mm-hmm. um, it was just, you know, my little mortgage business well, yeah. with growth. You know, now we're starting to, you know, recruit and, you know, build out the different areas. Um, so, you know, I could see, you know, I don't know how many years down the road it might be, but maybe, you know, my side of things is more helping all the loan officers more so than just doing loans. Yeah. And if I could bring them on, allow them to, to benefit and be blessed the way this industry has blessed me. Mm-hmm tremendous legacy to help those people to you know yeah. essentially this this industry can change your life if you work hard mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't spend everything you make <laughs> um and they're wise about it i mean it truly is yeah that's good more for them and you know not necessarily less for you but yeah. you know focusing on others yeah helping them build their business that's i think what my focus will change to i don't know when but yeah at some point i still like i still i still enjoy the mortgage side, I like yeah. the problem solving side of it, you know, trying to figure out, you know, when someone says, you know, like one of the new guys says, I can't figure out how to make this work, mm-hmm. going in, looking at the file, figuring out how to, how to get that deal. Yeah, that is, that is uh, part of the fun aspect of, you know, mortgage lending and yeah. real estate in general is just problem solving. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. all we are, just problem solvers. Yeah. And just always remembering there is a, a family behind every transaction. That's mm-hmm. actually the the real focus is how to get that family into home so that we can also change their life because, I mean, nothing builds equity and, and, and um, wealth like home ownership. So. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, anything else you'd like to touch on or discuss after um, any, any other topics you want to touch on, Dennis? Um, it's, it's probably just the, the value that, that I think we bring to, to the market. Um, with the team, with the systems we have, um, we, we really, you know, if, if somebody gets a pre-approval from us, I mean, it, it closes. Um, not saying there's never a, a little bump in the road, but I mean, that's, that's normal in a transaction. But we, what we've adopted, and I learned this, actually mentioned listening. When I built my business, all I would do is meet with the realtor and ask him, what do you want in a loan officer? And yeah. every single time, what I heard was communicate. Yes. And that's what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. If there's a hurdle, we call you. We don't, we don't hide. We don't, you know, avoid it. Mm-hmm. We call, make everybody aware and let you know what we're doing to try and fix it. So right. just that communication, I think, also really sets us apart in, in the market. So We talked about it in our video earlier, but let's talk about um, FHA buyers versus conventional. And you had mentioned the fact of uh, don't don't necessarily run away from these FHA buyers. Um, they're just as strong as a conventional. And as long as you address the big three ahead of time, you can feel comfortable moving ahead with FHA. Correct. Um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, that, that stigma that still follows FHA buyers. Everybody thinks, oh, they're borderline. You know, they may, that may not close because of their credit. You know, if we have issued an FHA pre-approval, we've looked at credit. We've yeah. looked at income. We've looked at assets. We know from a qualification standpoint, that buyer is as solid as that conventional buyer that I pre-approved because they meet the guidelines just like the conventional buyer meets the guidelines. It's just a different program. But, you know, FHA appraisals are a little stricter on the big three, as I always say, chipping and peeling paint. 
just make sure it's addressed before you get the appraiser out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be fancy. Wire brush, quick coat. Yeah. Um, if there's more than a few steps, throw up a quick handrail. Um, costs a couple dollars at, at Lowe's. Um, or use a two-by-four like the story I was telling yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah, and I've done that with the handrail. When I sold my mom's house, you know, what if I can't get the furniture up and down the stairs? I'd try to put that on. Put it on. New praise release, take it off. <laughs> exactly. It's a few screws. So. That's right. <laughs> but you might want to make it sturdy enough in case Mark, Mark Gray comes by on his skateboard. <laughs> I'll be hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, uh, we just did that at a flip. <clears throat> like, put a 4x4 four four up, mounted it to the ground, and put a 2x4 up. That's our handrail. Yep. Yeah. Does the trick. The bank's do it. So if the bank's <clears throat> doing it, it's okay. I mean, this thing's sturdier <laughs> than that little piece of... Uh, Rod that you get from Home Depot and Lowe's. Yeah, the yeah, decorative. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that's the big two. What's the third one? Uh, GFI outlets near your sinks. Um, and it's a, it's a distant three. Um, they don't always get called out, but yeah. Again, it's a low dollar item. The the goal is just don't have to have the appraiser go back out. Um, as I always say, well, yeah. If right. there are conditions, everybody's just they're focusing a little more on our transaction. Um, they're looking more at the appraiser, the appraisal, you know, you, I mean, what if the appraiser goes back out and he sees something else? (laughs) Yeah. What happens then? I mean, I've, they have every right and it's probably their job to add it. So I was told they're not supposed, they're not supposed to find more problems. Yeah. You got to remember they're back to health and safety of the client, health and safety of the client. And it's, I mean, they're doing their job. You got to remember they're licensed individuals as well. Um, so yeah, watching out for the client is number one. Just hopefully they show up on time and they say they're going to come. So I don't delay the transaction. (laughs) Like that that happened to me two weeks ago. It was insane. The, the, what's causing the most of our delays right now are, are appraisals. Um, there's just not enough appraisers in the industry. I got a different question. All right, so um, a little bit ago you said you weren't. If you don't spend everything that you make, <laughs> are you investing that money somewhere else? Um, so yeah, I am. I it's funny. Are this you, is this is how Pete and I kind of reconnected here lately. Um, so my wife and I in 2007, she found a guy named Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you okay, know him. Okay, yeah. Financial planner that preaches get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we grabbed it and we took hold of it. We sold our cars. We did everything he said. And we just focused on that. And that's actually what got, got us through by the grace of God through the, the downturn. Um, so we've, we've followed his steps to a T. Okay. Um, so, you know, once you get out of debt, he tells you to start investing. But it, it's more in the market. Yeah. Um, Passive income is something that has uh, really been on my mind a lot lately. So I started thinking in town, who do I know that is, uh, is buying rentals? And, uh, you know, again, don't want to reinvent the wheel. Um, that's not my area. You yeah. know, I, I'm really good at residential mortgages, but I'm not really good at advising you on buying rental property and, you know, what to do there. So Pete um, was one of the guys that came to mind and I called him up and Told him exactly, you know, it's like, would you let me, you know, steal some knowledge from you? Uh, and he was kind enough to spend probably a little more than an hour with me at lunch one day. Um, what made Pete stick out in your mind? Um, I knew he'd been buying. Um, 
you know, just being in the industry, you kind of know who's who's buying properties. Um, so he was one of them, and I knew that was was buying quite a bit. So I knew that uh, he probably would be a good one to. Well, because I mean, really, what I'm looking to know up front when you're doing it is what do I got to watch out for? Yeah, you know, knowing what you know now, how many ever units he's in. If you were starting over, what would you do? Right. Because he's already experienced some of that pain. And, that, you know, that's kind of the way I'm naturally built is pain avoidance, you know. So if I can learn from him and do it better, you know, why not, why not borrow his knowledge? Yeah, love to help. Love to help however we can. And, yeah, um, you know, we're, a lot of us are investors here at Dream Huge. And it goes in spurts, too. So, like... I'll often hear, well, how can you help me with anything if you're buying everything up? Well, that's not the case because I don't have that kind of money to buy everything up. <laughs> okay, no, nobody does. Um, for instance, myself personally, last year was a little bit of a buying mode, but that, you know, all my fellow landlords out there and investors know as soon as you buy, you, you're now investing in the property. Right. Unless you're a slumlord, which I am not. <laughs> I, I like to get market rate rents and then in, in, improve the properties as well and keep the tenants happy. Yeah. Um, and I love to provide a quality product. So like last year, I basically kept all the contractors in Richland County in business is what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I made anything, but it's the long term goal right? Um, in mind. Um, and that's what Dennis and I spoke about. Um, so, yeah, like in the coming year, you know. Um, and who knows how in the foreseeable future, but, and this is also just another word to any investors that may be listening. Don't feel like you have to just buy, 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 you know, it's okay to take a year and just situate yourself, um, and get some stuff fixed up and, um, save a little bit and pad that checking account up because, you know, when them taxes come due or when something big hits, you know, it's, it's good to have a cushion built up there. Don't feel like you have to buy nonstop. Um, so that's just my little piece. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bleed yourself dry. Yeah. And you're going to see opportunities, especially when you're in this business. They, oh, you know, they come across your desk. Oh, that's a good one. But you look at basically every, everything that gets listed. So you have to kind of reel yourself in sometimes too and say, well, let's, Mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's, uh, let's reel it in a little bit. Look at the big picture. The big picture. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking yesterday, just thinking in the car as I was driving. You know, there's always opportunities out there, and opportunities wait for nobody. But there's a popular quote, uh, was it, fortune favors the brave? Mm -hmm. I changed it to fortune favors the prepared. Yeah. Because if you ain't ready, it doesn't matter. You can be brave all you want, but if you ain't ready, you ain't prepared, you ain't going to get that gold. Mm -hmm. You got to be prepared. Always be prepared. That's the Weebelows motto, I think. You know what a Weebelows is? Never heard of that. <laughs> Dennis, do you? I don't. That's the highest level of Cub Scout. <laughs> okay. Yes. The Weebelows. Always be prepared. Never heard of that. Yeah. It wasn't a Cub Scout. It's great advice, though. It is. Yeah. What do you think about the huge four? Let's do it. All right. Huge four questions for you, Dennis. What's the one thing you wish you would have known when you began your career? the value of consistent calling of agents so i mean the value of you know even if you if you think a, a real estate agent that you're their preferred lender 
making sure that you're touching base with them on a regular basis because if you're not, someone else is. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, in the systems, that's probably it. If, if just the value of having systems and the value of consistency with the calling. Picking up the phone and have your systems in order. Exactly. All right, number two, what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? It's funny. We, I was just talking to someone that had a, a deal that went awry, um, and we learn when things go poorly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so I've, I've had many, <laughs> you know, unfortunate, you know, situations early on of just not knowing when to look something up. And so, you know, and that has been invaluable to just be able to be aware in a transaction when I need to stop and research. Yeah. So, um, but that knowledge only came through pain. <laughs> so. Yes, very much. Uh, number three, what's the best resources that have helped you along the way? As I mentioned before, my team, um, there's no way I would be where I am today without those three. Um, and my, my partner um, that I mentioned earlier that's in Florida. Um, when, when we were with Countrywide and Countrywide was falling apart and there was another company that was recruiting him heavily and uh, I was just, my business was just coming along and they didn't want to hire me, but he told them, if you want me, you have to bring him as well. And that company wow. is, that's when my business took off. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, I, you know, owe him a lot more than I could ever repay. And uh, my team. What, is, what does he do for your business? Um, he's my co-branch manager. He and I are partners. Okay. Um, so he, he handles a lot of the, primarily Florida. Um, he's building up our Florida market for us right now. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So what are two books that have inspired you? Number one's the Bible, without a doubt. I've got a uh, probably nearly a twenty-year habit of getting up and reading the Bible every morning. Wow. Nothing, nothing else has changed my life to the not even close to uh, to that. Um, and beyond that, some uh, probably some John Maxwell book. Um, I love the book Failing Forward. If mm-hmm. you guys read it, um, I mean that's I think what a lot of people are afraid of is failing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, uh, talk about that. Yeah, I mean, if, if you really go back, if, if you research a lot of successful business people, they have all failed way more than we have, than the average person. Yes. Tremendously more. Yes. But they just don't stop. Exactly. Yeah. My favorite guy, Tom Brady. That dude didn't just give up when he lost. Mm-hmm. Kept going. Yeah. Kept going. Keep winning. You learn no, from he your mistakes. No, he just gave up, actually. He just gave no, up. he didn't give up. No one said that. <laughs> Is it true? No, no one said that. It's true. <laughs> Let's not lose sight of it. You fail forward. You just yeah. keep going. You learn from your mistakes and just keep going forward. Yep. So, I mean, and that's a, that is a really bad habit of mine is I get hung up sometimes because I'm afraid that, you know, I've got, I think it's a six or seven year track record of my pre-approvals closing. And, and I get yeah. all hung up on. Like a record. Yeah. Like, what if a deal doesn't close that I pre-approved? My life is going to just fall apart. My business is going to fall apart. And we know that's not true. Yes. <laughs> but that's part of, like, motivation. The internal drive mm-hmm. is that right there. Yeah. Here's one about failure. 
See if you can guess who this is. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. MJ. MJ. Michael Jordan. I failed. Oh, he even hit the, yeah, the buzzer. Buzzed you in. Uh, you forgot to form it in a question. <laughs> Who is Michael Jordan? What is Michael Jordan? And that is why I succeed. Yeah, I failed over and over again. That is why I succeed. And I added that um, John Maxwell, was it? Yeah, I think, is it John C. Maxwell? Failing failing, I added it to my Audible list, yeah. so I'm going to listen to that next. So we love talking about favorite books and sharing that um, during the podcast. Great stuff. Um, so we're going to hit you with the rapid fire round, which is the final 10 questions, and then we're going to give it a wrap. Sound good? Yep. Let's do it. Cue All the right. music. So, rapid fire. All right, so these you got to just right off the top of your head, whatever comes to mind, okay? What is your spirit animal? Lion. What is your guilty pleasure? Chips and salsa. Oh. (laughs) What is your favorite movie? (laughs) Caddyshack, maybe. Nice. Fairway Mortgage, Caddyshack. We were wondering (laughs) if you were a golfer. You said you're going to get back into it. Um. Where is your, your uh, dream vacation destination? Anywhere with uh, a beach. Okay. I love the, love the beach. I love, well, it's got to have palm trees. That's my actual thing. I love palm trees. We don't want a cold beach in Canada, in other no, words. palm okay. trees. Um, what is your go-to karaoke song? I can't sing even a <laughs> little bit. Come on. Keep in mind also the, the whole introvert Right. An introvert that can't sing. So what do you sing in the shower, in the car? There, there is no, there is, you don't <laughs> understand. Sing. There is no singing in my life. I always knew, okay. you, I always knew you were a if rapper. I had to, yes. the Eagles. Okay. okay. Yep, there we go. Very good. We got one out of them. I thought you might have been a rapper. No, I'm not <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, what is something you fear? I don't like roofs. When I have to get up on my roof and work, I do not like roofs. So the fear of heights. But I love roller coasters. I've bungee jumped. Um, I will one day parachute with my or skydive with my daughter. So it's not necessarily the height. I don't know what it is. It's probably more of uh, you're being supported. Yeah, it could be. That and when uh, I was one of my previous jobs, I almost got blown off a roof over in Columbus. (laughs) That's that's it. That's what it is. I think that might have been mentally scars. (laughs) What is your greatest accomplishment? Hopefully raising godly moral children. Who's your favorite superhero? Oh, I love Iron Man. Nice. <laughs> Got all the weaponry. Um, what is your favorite sports team? Well, the Buc- Buckeyes count. I mean, yep. heads oh, and yeah. tails. I mean, yeah. there's no... I was thinking pro, but I mean, it's, I'm, that's the one I am devoted to yeah. watching. Buckeyes. All righty. Um, well, the best part, what is your favorite food? Chips and salsa. There we go. That's my, it's also my downfall. Yeah. So. And the guilty pleasure. <laughs> Two and one. Well, thank you for joining us, Mr. Dennis Reed with Fairway Mortgage. Uh, Dennis, uh, where and how can folks contact you? Um, the office number is 419-529-2160. Um, so that's usually the best way because... Someone's going to answer the phone most of the time. Um, email dennis.reed at fairwaymc.com. Very good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge podcast with Mark Gray. 
Justin Bigelow, and myself, Pete Peterson. And as always, remember the rules. Work hard. Never Never give give up. up And dream huge. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time.